Welcome to What Why Though, the podcast, a roundtable conversation about all things pop culture with members of the But Why Though writing staff. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined this week by Kate. Hi. And Adrian. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and this week, we are going to be talking about a sort of abstract concept, specifically competition as entertainment, like not participating, just watching competition, uh, and more specifically, like why we like it and what the appeal is and why do some people not like it and why does that not make sense to us three personally? Uh, but first, the news, there's been a lot going on. Um, first thing, uh, the Game Awards, it's happening. It got announced. Um, we have some problems with it. Uh, do any of you want to dive in on this, or should I just kind of go? Uh, the Game Awards are a joke. People always know that they're a joke. Uh, Jeff Keighley just really wants to replicate the Oscars. But um, I think this year, what I thought was interesting, it's the first time I actually looked at the people who got to vote for the nominated categories. One of them is Entertainment Weekly, who has not published a video game review or essay since 2021. Um, the LA Times is on there. Variety is on there. <laughs> like, the folks that actually are listed on Metacritic. Famed game reviewer and, Variety. Yeah, like, it's, it's insane uh, just to get to the shortlist, which is also why it makes sense that so many of these categories, like, Best ongoing game shouldn't go to Cyberpunk, which just released a, a DLC. Like, where's Apex? Where's yeah, Valorant? No. Where's um, um, not Apex, but like, where's Dota? Where's I mean, Valorant? Where's League? Like, some of these long-standing games who have been and able how to loose, like, keep things. How loose is your definition? Yeah, like it, it. It it's very weird. And then like you also have like the sim category that is ultra squished, so that like. Pikmin 4 is with City Skylines 2. Like, that's, that's insane. That, here's same. a maybe, a, is this a too far comparison to say that that's like when Get Out got nominated for Best Comedy? Yeah. Yeah, like, like it, it's, it is it's, so out of place. It is. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, ultimately, is I think the largest controversy to come, there, or there have been, like, the Game Awards to anybody listening who isn't like watching like the discourse in games media right now. Like the two largest issues that have happened is um, Keeley's refusal to acknowledge layoffs and like literally tweeting mm -hmm. out like the day that big layoffs happen. What's your favorite game? Games are great guys. And then the fact that Bungie with destiny two got nominated for best community, but they actually laid off their award winning community team. All of the heads. Oh of yeah. It was like best team support got right? laid off. Yeah, it's best community. So that very specifically okay. is talking about community managers, social managers, the people who are taking all of those things. Um, I know the people that got laid off there. Um, and they were it's, running their community horrible. arm. Uh, so if they win, that's a thing. And then right now, I think the Golden Joysticks removed somebody's ability to mm -hmm. be a host because of her um, comments about supporting Palestine. Uh, and... Previously, the year before, they had played, like, a whole, like, homage to, like, Ukraine and stuff. So there's questions as to, like, what this award show is actually going to be with the layoffs and, like, everything else that is happening. Oh, yeah. That was a lot to condense down really quickly um, outside of no, just, but like, it's... Pikmin 4 isn't <laughs> City Skylines, but... I mean, it's good because, like, there are, like, the jokey things like that where we can just poke fun at how dumb it is. But, like, there's a lot of serious underlying issues with it. Like, who votes, what gets voted, you know, what gets voted on, how things get voted on, you know. Having game outlets not necessarily be able to vote, but having just outlets that, because they exist, they're able to vote. 
I mean, do you like, are those outlets just putting out game reviews, but they don't have a gaming section or is it like they do nothing? They do nothing. Like the most they do is news. And like a couple of Oh yeah, that's insane then. If you, if you didn't have somebody on that beat, you shouldn't get to vote on it. That's, uh, fun is a word for it. And then also fun is a word for the SAG deal, which is technically just as, uh, uh, on the table, likely, you know, has been accepted, but there's some negotiating, some further fine tuning to it, specifically around AI. It has been accepted to be presented to the body. So that means that's what I was going to say is that the team, yeah, negotiators said yes. Yes. Everyone else is like, we'll see. SAG-AFRA, very specifically, and I'm doing a lot of talking here, but uh, a lot of the consensus, consensus from a lot of smaller actors in SAG-AFRA and very specifically voice actors is that they've been kind of pushed to the side as fodder for celebrities to be okay so like when you think and if you think back to our episode with Danny Fernandez um SAG-AFRA encompasses thousands and tens of thousands of creatives and some of them are Brad Pitt and some of them are just getting their start or they've only done video voice work that type of stuff so right now the AI protections aren't protections they're guidelines and suggestions for producers and there are some lines like um unless I believe it was unless you state it in your contract all approval for likeness use is in perpetuity. Um, so if you have a bad negotiator, if you do not explicitly say it, um, and then there is also no protections to get work if you don't consent. So the way that a lot of this has been put forward, and you can uh, follow Justine Justine Bateman on Twitter, who was a sag for strike leader. Uh, she's been doing a lot of kind of just understanding of what the rules mean for the most vulnerable in SAG-AFRA. So stunt workers who can now have their likenesses still taken, voice actor worker, uh, voice actors, all of that. So I highly recommend you look at that as well, as well as uh, Anaris Quinones. Like she's also been really good from the voice actor side. But Mm -hmm. the largest fear here is that while the wealthy parts of SAG-AFRA can negotiate things and say, hey, you can use a body double of me, you just have to pay me. It puts everybody else in a very bad position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not SAG-AFRA. I ha- I, and in that way, I don't think that I should be considered a <laughs> authority on it. But just from what I've read, totally. the fact that like WGA got protections. WGA, they are not allowed to do any of those, anything with AI. Yeah. Um, they're, they get residuals. SAGAFRA doesn't even get residuals, which is one of the main reasons for the strike. So and, I think that And companies will take advantage of that. I mean, I, I was listening to a podcast and I just learned that apparently, like, none of the OG Power Rangers get residuals for that show. And that's, so if, like, if they were pulling that in the 90s now it's we're not going to give you residuals we're going to use your likeness in perpetuity and you're also not going to get residuals for that like it is it is such a glaring hole in the negotiation and one that we know is it's there on purpose like they you know they are very specifically angling to abuse this the way that it's been defined is that it is a just right now solve so like with the current tech you don't have to worry about anything. Just go back and renegotiate when stuff comes up. But as technology produces faster, it is can can this 
put in places that don't get outpaced by the way people are developing AI. So it's kind of like a, you're not thinking long-term. So this doesn't sound like it's going to go through. Yeah. Is that, is that the consensus? I don't think so. It's, I don't think it will. Honestly, I think one other thing here is that they are in theory and tell me if this seems like I'm, I'm thinking too hard about this, but they're kind of crushing their own pipeline with this. Like, if you get digital likenesses of people and you no longer have extras, that is a very common inroad to being in, like, it's like you're an extra for a few times, then you get a line, then you play a body on CSI, then you get a speaking Whoa. role somewhere. And like, um, so if we're going to be like, we're, let's get rid of all the small people, like let's, let's crush the small people. How do we get actors down the road? Well, and at least other than nepotism under, from my understanding too, is that it even goes beyond that. So some of like of what somebody could agree to, like um, Brad Pitt could sell his likeness to Sony to then make movies of him, but not with his body. Like that he could just be like, hmm. use my face, do what you want and generate what you want. And so you remove the need. So for the new market's body designers. doubles. You remove, yeah, you remove the night, like, full generative yeah you and it doesn't just collapse like the 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 extra to high profile actor pipeline it actually breaks down everybody below the line as well uh craft services like if you don't have people on set you don't need craft services if Mm -hmm. you don't have people on set you don't need pas if you don't have people on set you don't need makeup artists like it can more broadly affect other unions like IATSE, at least from what I've read from Justine Bateman's. I mean, yeah, no, that seems right. Like it's, it it will be a cascading negative impact. And also I don't want to be 90 and still watching movies starring the people that I watched when I was a kid. Like very plainly, like I don't want to be like, Oh cool. And you know, another Marvel movie starring Chris Evans, like, I, now, like, I, I don't say, need that. No one needs that. One of one of the very few people, which we also found out, was that Tom Cruise has apparently had all of his stuff protected for decades at this point because he oh, started been in a sci-fi thing and he was like, oh, yeah, this may be something people do. Uh, so I feel like people need to get on that. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. Uh, they don't have to request uh, if an estate gives permission it doesn't matter what the actor wanted after their death oh no that always goes so well though there's no <laughs> way that's gonna go poorly there's like no they're way. literally they're saying like let us parade the corpse around yes that's what they're asking for i hate everything so much you know so what I don't with that now. Like, why would you like? Why would you think that'd be less of an issue? The better AI gets. Like, yeah. We can't even get Carrie Fisher in Star Wars for a lot of like these same reasons, justifiable reasons too. Now they can just be like, oh, now we're just gonna go throw her in there just because we can. Yep. That's crazy. You know what this wow. reminds me of? You did you guys watch? I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the Claire's sketch where the guy's like, "I put my dead father in a jib jab just so I could hear him talk one more time." <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> this this is what the AI negotiations are. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's just why. Yeah, it's bad. But Kate, what do you love? Competition. Competition show. Competition. Shows. And yeah, and watching them. So okay, so competition as entertainment. Let's just get into it. Like it's it's a broad category. Like we're talking about watching it, so like board games, 
bar trivia, whatever. Like none of that is what we're talking about. We're talking about like watching sports like football or hockey, the Olympics, the X games, um, pro wrestling. Does that count? It's staged, but it's the spirit is competition. <laughs> um, but then you also have like game shows, which like that varies a lot because you have like very direct, you have people going for high scores, you have like really abstract things like Taskmaster. Um, and then we get competitive reality TV. And I know that that is Kate's whole jam. So I won't even attempt to speak on what that constitutes because it's so broad. Um, there, I mean, it's like literally we have everything from like Survivor to, you know, American Idol. Like it's, are you looking for money? Are you looking for a contract? Like, how do you play the game? How are you competing? Um, and then there's the internet and Mr. Beast and, you know, um, esports and just so many other things. And like competition is, it's massive. It's ingrained in a lot of aspects. I wish I could remember why I thought to do this for an episode, but I just, I had this realization of like, we watch competition for entertainment, like a lot, like maybe more often than not. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are your, what are you guys' initial feelings on this as a thing? Like other than like loving it? Yeah, I think, like, thinking of any aspect of my life, I mean, sh- my, the anime I watch, shonen anime, is just competition. Uh, the, the sports I watch, competition. I'm a big MMA guy. I'm a big football guy. But also, I, I think about, we, we were watching, my wife and I were watching a gingerbread making competition show on whatever channel it was on. And my wife is watching it. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, we turned baking chi- into a fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, like, I just I'm realized that as of, you said yeah, it. Like, well, one, one of one of the the ladies got a, a an advantage, and then she used it, and I was like, "Oh snap! She really she she really screwed wait, that lady what, over." What are the advantages in a baking show? Is it like you get to take the butter out of their kitchen? Like what? It was, like, it was like they get like a five minute head start. Yeah, like that person had uh, to like okay. start five minutes late or something like that. Yeah. Which in baking is crazy. That's it's everything. Crazy, yeah, but I was like, "Oh snap! She really screwed that lady <laughs> over." And then my wife was just like, "Like that's how you like you see this. This isn't just like a fun like. This is just like a." baking show where they're but like no i i even down to that and like, this is competition adrian's in the corner There's painting stakes. his face like yeah <laughs> exactly if, if the coliseum times i'm in the stands probably i, I just don't know why I, I just love it yeah honestly I when i when i was writing up show notes i almost went as far back as like okay so we used to watch people kill each other for fun you mean we don't still? It's like, have you watched um, professional sports? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, Kate, what like what's your general no, like where are I'm, you starting from? I'm exactly like Adrian. Like, and I am gonna be honest, like, and it's probably why people don't like me half the time. Like, if I if I'm gonna do something, I'm going to be, try to be the best at it. If I'm not the best at it, there is no point for mm. me to do it. Um, so that means that I'm going to compete. And it isn't always just yeah. like competing and like running up to somebody like oh i'm better fuck you (laughs) it's just like (laughs) i i I was always taught that you should always try to be the best in the room at what you're doing and to do that you have to identify who is better than you and try to be better is that healthy i don't know i feel like i turned out fine and have accomplished quite a bit um but like I think like I watching reality TV or where, where it's just somebody going through their life. I don't care. Like I only like Real Housewives because they fight. Like I don't care about anything else. I am waiting for those mm-hmm. last two episodes where somebody's gonna get called a beast and somebody's gonna have a glass thrown at them. Like I I thrive on that. And it probably sounds horrible, but like the thing is, is like 
I think healthy competition and looking at the stuff that you've become good at as competition is a good way to go about things. So like, I like the baking competitions that are competitions, like somebody like, oh, they took away her peeler and we have to zest lemons. How is she going to do this? Like, it, it, so it, here's the thing with it's a level that of though, it's like, to me, it's like, cause in my head, it's like the purest way of like competing, like with baking is to bake and see who did better. But what you're describing is basically Smash Bros rules. Yeah. Where it's like, I want that's, the items turned fun. on. That's I a want, more like, fun experience. I'm not here for great British Bake Off. I'm here to watch somebody take their peeler. Like, exactly. I will any, say. Any, anyone can like get in the kitchen and like cook up something in 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's can a you spectacle. Do it? Can you do it when we, we throw in, put in uh, cinnamon in this thing that cinnamon doesn't usually go yeah. in? Can't. That, yeah. that's, that's and it's a creative process too like it, it it's genuinely it pushes you to be innovative and creative and find a way to to mm -hmm. accomplish a task and i think that like that is one of the best things about competition when i was in sports when i watch competition shows when i do anything like how how did you solve the problem of making it to the end faster than somebody else or completing mm -hmm. the task that's just more intriguing yeah, and I made I made gingerbread houses a couple of days ago, and I even implemented some of the things I learned in the British. It's educational. It, it, it's so it's educational as well, you know. Yeah. So when I was competing with my wife to make the best gingerbread house, I was implementing stuff from the show, you know. Nice. So. Yeah, I think like I I do really enjoy watching competitions. I with stuff like Smash Bros. Rules shows, it really has like they have to be fine tuned, smart. Yeah like challenges because when it's just like yeah we threw away all of your knives and we gave you spoons but please cut this meat is like that's not like that's just stupid like that's that's lazy but when it's things like hey this dish doesn't have cinnamon in it you need to put a tablespoon of cinnamon in it so it's like, like okay like my, that's to me that's i want to ask you what you feel about like the barbecue show where like they do do a hey use this specific thing but then they force them to use specific types of cooks so, like, on the spicy episode, they had to use, like, the spiciest peppers imagined to make a dish with it. But they could also only use open flame to cook. They couldn't use any control things. They had to just find a way to construct something over open flame I've... that could work with the meat that they were barbecuing. I feel like both of those are actually finely tuned challenges because one is how good are you at like judging your judging the meat and the cook process. And the other one is like, how good are you at tempering spices? Cause like, that's absolutely a thing. Like you can throw something in and figure out like, how do we roll this back or make it palatable? Like how do we make this enjoyable or like versus if they, you know, like, they, like there's good and bad ways. I think that those are both fair. actually really excellent challenges to me. That's fair. Or like uh, top chef would be like, he, he do a five star dinner, but with the microwave. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. That one actually that okay that one I would say falls under like the not super well thought out, but it does delight me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like it's something about that's very fun. I, um, I but yeah, will I, say I, I do want to know from your perspective too. Like, do you think that there's a difference between like physical and like skill? Because like baking's a skill. It's not really physical. Well, so yeah, that that's the question is what you're what you're testing them on cuz like a baking show like there's do you know how to bake but then there's do you know how to improvise which like isn't a thing in baking like baking is a little bit more scientific than that. So that is throwing like a pretty hard curveball when it's like we're going to mess with the ingredients, the ratios, give you less time whatever. Um I think that those do they're different experiences for me to watch. Like watching American Ninja Warrior is like 
cool. These are people doing crazy stuff. And then watching, you know, like competitive baking or cooking, it's like, oh, these are people who have like, I mean, I guess in both instances, it is a honed craft just being expressed differently. But like, yeah, watching someone figure out like, okay, well, here's a dish that normally takes 30 minutes. You have 15. What do you do? And it's like that person is pulling out a lot of tricks that they have. But I guess that's not actually different from like a physical competition where you're pulling out different tricks. Like you're, you're figuring out different strategies. Well, what, so what about like the difference between like uh, the super competitive cooking shows or even like super competitive athletic shows compared to like the ones that are more jokey that have been kind of more prevalent, like nailed it, which is fantastic. It's the same so premise. You have, you have people, you have people baking. They're just bad at it, and they yeah. also have to improvise. They also have to do those things, and that's also super entertaining because they screw them, they screw each other over in that one too. There's there's I just don't think it it matters what 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 you're doing, whether it's physical, skill based. I think as long as like there's like someone's someone's gonna have to come out the winner in this thing. Yeah, definitely. And I I think something that's fun in all of this is that competitive like competition entertainment is asking people who consider themselves to be the best to be better, and like watching them push themselves mm-hmm. to another level that they didn't necessarily have. Going back to you know shonen and anime. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly like yeah you are you are watching like i want to see someone who thinks that they've maxed out their skill get thrown you know yeah. thrown under the bus and asked to do yeah. something new yeah but i think uh, but then i think the added thing for me especially like in long form competition shows is just like all the drama and build up in the personalities yeah. too and oh that's a good question yeah. there is it, it elevate that's thing i think that's why i like things like the challenge so much yeah. just because it's big personalities so you get like mm-hmm. the mental you get the physical and you just get like them doing crazy yeah. drama you get like that longer arc like yeah. it, there is yeah, exactly. drama drama that, every show it up yeah you have to yeah, watch something progress that's why i like yeah. survivor because like you can't mm-hmm. like get like a good physical person in survivor can go along once the tribes have merged because you can just win the individual immunity over and over again but if you're too strong in the beginning or right before the merge they may try to vote you off so you have to make sure that you're playing like i could never play survivor i would piss everybody off like it would just i I would get voted off very easily but like survivor you have to outwit outplay and outlast like you have to be able to like like Mm -hmm. move through all of those things and like adrian said it's a story arc like you, you pick certain characters and you can see how they're like trying to play the game throughout. And I think what Survivor also does really well, and I think that like competition shows, I think you have the skilled ones, you have the direct physical competition. And then I think there's also a difference, which I found really interesting going between Korean, like, because Korean reality TV is very different. They are technically variety shows with celebrities and people who already have money. Um, they mm-hmm. have started doing more traditional reality TV like we do, um, but that wasn't necessarily something that was in their ecosystem. Like now they're doing that more, but I think for Americans too, like there's like Survivor also points out that desperate as- aspect. Like some people mm-hmm. will go and be like, I don't want anybody to know I'm a lawyer because if I say I'm a lawyer, they're not going to think that I deserve the money. Um, and like those types of like class structure things. And Mm -hmm. then also like, oh, do we like, are these people competing because they want to compete to show that they're good at something? Or are these people competing because they're poor and they really need that money? Um, yeah, which I think is like another interesting dynamic as well. 
Um, yeah, I, I think, and everything that Kate just mentioned with all the differences in them, I think that's why I think the challenge is so good right now because we also have this era of the challenge where you're having not just like the real world people, but you're now you're having Big Brother, Survivor, yeah. um, the Amazing Race people in it. Uh, I mean, guys, spoilers for the Challenge USA that just happened, but the three top women in there were Survivor people. The mm-hmm. and then, dude, I'm not gonna lie, the, the women of Survivor are kind of fucking scary. Like they're kind dude, of scary. they are so good. Like <laughs> they ran, they ran that season against a uh, woman in 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 like in Tory who got ran over by these Survivor women in that in that final. They they're just so good. But you get to see like their mind game stuff mm-hmm. in something a little bit more physical where they're not emaciated. And you're just like, oh, wait, like, these are survivor <laughs> competition. People might be like the goats, you know, like when yeah. you, when you, when you they talk did about this when they lost sport. half of their body weight. Exactly. Right. <laughs> when, when you no. talk about like there's a big thing right now in sports where MMA and boxers are kind of going back and forth and all these things. And you're like, oh, who is like the best athlete? Survivor people, best, I think, best competition. <laughs> best competition uh, athletes. Yeah. Pound for pound. Pound for Has pound. there ever been a crossover reality show where it's like, we took the winners from the five biggest reality shows and cooked up a new competition. Cause like, like there are the people challenge. who are like, like I feel like there are yeah people who are really, really excellent at like the one show that they were on, but you put them in another context and they flounder. And I'm like, I want to watch them all fight and just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch big brother, but I would love to see like a big brother thing with like, survivor people yeah or that would probably just that would probably just trade the cast. yeah exactly yeah. yeah throw in some bad girls club people in there just like <laughs> just give me all of like your your s tier you know whatever your genre of competition show is yeah. all the s tier people throw them in one house yeah let's see how how it happens i yeah. i would think too because like i i've been thinking while we've been talking about like what kind of attracts me and i don't know like Maybe it is be I okay. Look, like Adrian said, I would have been in the Coliseum watching men rip each other apart. Like there is just something yeah. about like physical talent that is just really exciting to watch for me. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite. Uh, so there's a dating show, Korean dating show called Singles Inferno, and they do physical challenges. I loved watching them fight. It was great because there's just like. I think more people should fight. I think that the fact that we aren't allowed to hit each other in the face makes us say and do a lot of dumb things. So when you put them in a situation where you actually get to see people like test their metal, like that's what's really cool to me. Um, And I think that like that is starting to come up on the list of like why like watching competition shows like if you tell me we're gonna put two people in a ring and they're gonna wrestle each other like okay cool what's the show (laughs) is the actual title of this episode just humanity's innate bloodlust (laughs) is that what we're getting to yeah, one of my one of my uh, good friends, uh, he has a, a podcast called Violence is uh, Violence is Human, uh, where we just talks about like MMA and things uh, of that nature. Just because it's because like, hey, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. I just love it. Who, who I don't know what it is. People are like, oh, violence isn't the answer. I mean, I don't know. No, man. if there was more know. violence, people would shut up half the time. Like, look, I I think I think I said it. I've said it before, but I think we i think we should just we are well and within our rights that we should i should be able to box my senators oh yeah like i you shouldn't oh, yeah. be able to tell me if you can't beat me in a fist fight you should be able to tell me what to do <laughs> and i know that's like super dumb but that's how it feels like in these competition shows i'm like who is like the top person yeah in and these I think, things and even and in, I think even really... in like go ahead i was gonna say even in like skill things yeah. like this person is so bad like look at that risotto 
It, that's an amazing. You can't yeah. tell that dude nothing. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell about nothing. This dude made a risotto with like not real rice and in a microwave in he, five minutes. He turned like... a hot pocket into a risotto. Yeah. How did he do that? You exactly. Know? So I because I think what really what the draw is here is insane displays of skill. Yeah. No. That's like what it whether is. it's whether it's cooking, whether it's physical, whether it's violence, like with boxing or or anything like that. Like it is just like when you see somebody do something incredible, like. It just hits your brain the right way, and it's like that was fun to watch. I, I which makes me confused when people are like, "I don't like competition." I'm like, "Are you sure?" Because like, have you seen an underdog story ever? That's all it like, is. It's it's so good. I I think that that's also why I've appreciated. So another one of the reasons that I have appreciated reality, like pre and reality TV, and I think Physical 100 I, that became a phenomenon. Everybody watched it. Um, I love that show, but they don't. Like, all of the challenges, except for, like, like some of them are team. But, like, the majority of them are, like, we're not actually breaking this up on weight. We're not breaking this up on gender. We're not breaking up on this. And that will come into play. Like, how you think about your team dynamics will influence, like, whether or not, like, the women get picked or not. And most of the time they didn't. And sometimes, like, in the very first challenge where they have to, like, wrestle each other, some, like, giant dudes are like, I'm going to pick the girl because I'm going to win. And you know what? That's a valid strategy. And then when they tell you to hang, like, it's, like, women waiting, like, going till the end next to gymnasts, like, male gymnasts who obviously are going to mm-hmm. win, but, like, they made it to second place. And I think, like, what I like about that show is it was a way to showcase the different ways that strength builds in people and how yeah. you can be, like, oh, ultra heavy, like, power lifter and be really strong, but then you can also be, like, this, like, tiny like woman <laughs> who like isn't a bodybuilder like i i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say other than that like all of that was it doesn't seem like it's skill it seemed like caveman brain but it wasn't like mm-hmm. all of these people had finely tuned their bodies oh to yeah lift heavy things and do things and i think that like that is yeah. just really incredible to watch somebody's hard work that they've put in for their life to like mm-hmm. try and compete it that way. And I think it's all about how you how you frame it or how you how you shape it. Yeah, definitely. Um I think like this is these aren't people who have trained for it, but one of and I think I've talked about it on here, one of my favorite like competitive type shows is Taskmaster. Have you guys watched it? Uh no. It so it's a British panel show, but it's that they it's five comedians and actors and you know celebrities and they're given a task and all of the rules are what's written in the task. So anything that's not written down is forbidden. You can try. So like they'll get something like put a tea bag in a mug from the furthest distance. And so like one person just gets like a long tube and uses that to like shoot it. One guy is like, get me a tennis ball and like cuts a hole in it, stuffs the tea bag in, builds a giant funnel and throws it from across the yard. And it's like, like watching people problem solve the exact same thing from different angles is like, this is cool. Like this is seeing how your brain has been tuned to think. And like, what is a pop? Cause there are also sometimes where they'll give you a task and like four of the five people all go roughly the same way. And then there's one person who's like, you never said I couldn't do this. And they completely break the task, but they accomplish it. And it's like, that's incredible. Like I love watching that. And some of them it's dumb luck where it's like, throw this potato in that golf cup and yeah. one guy does it literally first try. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh yeah, he was never, he did not practice that. He isn't, that's not a skill he had, yeah. but it was still fun to watch. But like the, 
the moments on that show that I think get me more excited are the ones where it's like everyone hit this from a different angle. Everyone had a different strategy. Like yeah. it's just very creative and very thoughtful. I I think one of the things too that can get missed in competition shows um are like some of the team elements that happen. Like I actually think it's mm-hmm. really cool to watch people work as a team. Like watching some shows and like having somebody be like you can't carry this. Uh, they didn't say I can't carry your pack. So now I'm going to carry your pack and my pack and we're just going to run because like that this will get us there faster Mm -hmm. than if you were just dragging behind. And I think like it's also there's an ability of just performing under pressure and whether or not you berate the person who isn't able to like carry their sack or do you help Isn't that them? like the whole premise of uh, what's that? What was that show? The Amazing Race. Yeah, like you have to. F- <laughs> that yeah. that was just watching people upset each other for not being capable of something. Yeah, and and I think that like there's a lot. I think in competition, and obviously I like the physical parts of it, and I like seeing people hit each other. Yeah. But I also think that there is like an understanding of how to get a task done that these shows like also like highlight. Like how, mm-hmm. like if you're looking at your team that you've been assigned, how do you pick who does the puzzle? How do you pick who goes, you know, like does mm-hmm. all of the assigned tasks and how do you help each other in those situations? Um, I think it it's, it's really interesting in that way. Like, have you all watched, I forget the name of it. I think it's like tough hands or rough hands. I don't know. It's, it's a show and it's literally blue collar workers who yeah, yeah, are, yeah. I've, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's it's like firefighters, yeah, steel workers, yeah. bricklayers, yeah. roofers, yeah, yeah, exactly. like it's like it's like a Ford commercial <laughs> yes. competition show. I think they do actually okay. get a Ford when they, <laughs> <laughs> they win. I'll, I'll look I'll, I'll look it up while you yeah, explain it. Yeah, it. It, it so it's it's really interesting. So like it has the the exploitive nature of reality TV where these are people who aren't really making a lot of money. I think the only mm-hmm. person that didn't fit was like, "What's your job?" He's like, "I'm a veteran," and it's like, "But what do you do?" He's like, "I talk to university students," and it's like. But this dude okay. like is sixty and lays roofing tile. Like I feel like yes, there's uh, a little bit of a difference, especially when right, you've been out a for a while. Um, tough as nails. Yeah, tough as nails. Yeah, and so like they yeah. went around okay. the country and they they casted people from trades. So roofers, electricians, Mm. like uh, construction workers, and they pull them all. There is no separation of gender either. So whenever they do something, it's always adjusted like per body weight, like that type of stuff. And you see them do different tasks that are fit for different professions. And it was really interesting just to watch because you have like the exploitive nature, but then you also have like what doing hard labor actually does as a physical component to your body. Like there is a 60 year old man who was like dominating every physical challenge because he's used to working on a roof in like hundred plus mm-hmm. degree weather and was not oh, phased yeah. by anything. Right. He's um, like, you think yeah. I care about uneven footing? Like you think yeah. I care about the sun? And, and it, yeah, that and it even really has cool. some of that aspect that you were talking about, Alex, like of like, um, how do they figure out like this problem? Like how do they approach it? Because they're coming from different backgrounds. So they're like, Hey, here's the task figure out and oh yeah and how an electrician how and thing. how a roofer think is going to be completely yeah. different this, that's really yeah i'll have to check that one where out they have to lay like electrical line and neither of the people doing it were electricians so they had like the studs of a wall and they had to bend pipe and like figure out how to do it. and they just gave them tools they're like here are tools you don't know how to use these tools but run the electrical Question. did they only give them the necessary tools or did they mess with them and put oh, some put like extra stuff that you don't yeah. 
Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I and need to watch one, this. Like, one of the very first challenges is taking apart a car as a team, like breaking off the windows, like distilling oh, okay. it down to have it compacted. And like the roofer is just like, oh, I've done this before. Grab that jigsaw, take it off the roof. And it was just, it was really interesting hmm. to just see like the practical knowledge that people had. Yeah. And like how that influenced like different pieces. And like it was, it's definitely exploitive because like these people are like, I mean, trades make really pretty good money, but like if you come, like yeah. you, they, at least from like the stories they told, like they had like a lot of other mm -hmm. like financial obligations, but it was just really cool to see. And then also like they're like when people wouldn't give up, which I think is like one of the cool things about competition shows is the one person who is clearly not going to win but still is trying to finish the course to just be like, I finished it. That's also really cool to see. Yeah. I don't know if, because, and I think it's very specific because I don't know if no. I could do that. Like, I feel like I would just get so uh, yeah. angry and just well, and like, so stop. I think, <laughs> I, no, I agree. I feel like there, yeah, I've seen some incredible displays where it's like, I don't care how you're still motivated, but I think that that's kind of maybe like we talked about, like, you know, we like watching people be the best. But also there is that like human spirit aspect mm -hmm. of it of like, we just want to watch people push themselves. Like that's, that's fun. And I don't, I, for the life of me, I couldn't tell you why it's fun or why it's enjoyable. Like, but it is like just watching someone push themselves, even if they're not going to win just to do it. I don't know, man. There's something about seeing someone be the very best. Like no one ever was, you know, <laughs> mm. I feel it's just. So yeah. have you all watched alone? No. I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's now that one's like that one's like ah no. Yeah, no, I would <laughs> I not survive. I would die. Uh so alone. Is Alex... this just like leaving people in haunted houses? <laughs> no. Uh so alone, it's been done in different places. I believe the most recent one was in the Alaskan wilderness. And essentially what okay. they do is they take different survivalists, hunters, like just whatever background you can just survive in the outdoors. Oh, I have heard of this. And one. they drop them off in different places of the same environment. And they have to just like, they're competing, but they don't know who yeah. has gotten pulled out. So like you could be on day 40, you don't know that you've won or like you're like competing with one other person. Oh, interesting. And it's all like, and the reason they do that is so that you, like there is no outside factor to you being able mm -hmm. to stay there. Like it literally is up to your choice. Um, all of it shot like from them. So like they have cameras, they have like head cameras, they have like tripods. Yeah. There's nobody there. I think that they're, they can't, they have a satellite phone where they can call somebody like if it's a medical emergency um, or like this one guy's tent almost like burnt down and he was almost in it. Oh, like no. it, it's legitimately terrifying. Um, they've killed bears. They've taken down moose. Like it is. It, it's like the, it's the closest thing to the Hunger it Games. Is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it's, it. And I mean, it's and crazy. this is that thing of like you want to see the best. You want to see physical displays. You want to see skills. You want to see human spirit. Like that that show literally hits like every yeah. single big mark that we've found so far. As like, why do we like watching competition? And there was like this one girl. She almost won. Like she was going to be like the first female winner. Her toe was gonna catch gangrene, and she was losing Ooh. her absolute like she was just angry because they kept trying to yeah. pull her, and she was like, "No, like I like I will survive this. Do not pull me." Mm -hmm. And I'll like, live they, without the toe. Yeah, and production had to be like, "No, like you have to," because I think they get checked every two weeks for like health, and so long as they're not okay. like 
gangrenous, they can stay. Yeah. Um, but oh, people so get mad. injured while they're on there. And she like she was literally like days away from being able to clear this guy because they were both in desperate, like desperate things. Yeah. His like half of his cabin had collapsed that he had built. Like it was it was insane. But how much how much was the how much did you win from this? One? I don't know. Actually, I think it it, it wasn't a million. How, how much, it was like how much is it oh, worth? Because yeah, Big Brother people make so much money. Yeah, no, and they're not doing anything. They're getting dressed up as pizzas and jumping into like yeah plates and stuff. I don't think we compensate the bodily injury that some competitions yeah, that do. You, you got to get paid a bunch of money to do that one because that one is. That's like real. That's a real survival competition. Yeah. Right well, now. and I think the reason mm-hmm. they get away with not doing it is because I think it's like it's actual survivalists who are like, I just want to like put this on my wall as something that I did. Because um, I think mm. the guy who won like leads like month long excavate like ex- excursions into the Alaskan wilderness like normally. Um, hmm. Although there was this one who was a dude from Latin America and he thought he could win and he went out real early because he was just like, I'm not ready for the cold. <laughs> I was not built for well, this. I was, I was going to say, I was like, man, if you're not being let out in the environment that you're used to, yeah. like you're going to, you're going to buckle real fast. Yeah. But anyway, that's another form of competition where it, like that one is very much like, yes, you are competing with others, but it is very, you are competing with yourself. Like, whether or not you make it past, like, that is mm-hmm. on you. Um, or production for it, wanting it, it, to it's keep very you from much a, your leg. Yeah, well, because I was, I was thinking through this when I was making show notes, and there is this aspect of, like, there's player versus player, like, direct competition. There is going for a high score. And then there is, like, it is just you and the challenge, and that is what we are watching compete. Like, we are seeing if you're good enough. Like it's, that's literally all it is. Um, and this show seems to like blend a couple of those, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and really good. Like it's very compelling. And I think that, um, maybe that's like, that's something to it, I guess, is just the idea of like, not every style of competition might click for everyone. Yeah. Like there are people who love competitions, but will never watch Jeopardy, which is technically a competition, like kind of, um, and then there are people who watch Jeopardy who would never watch alone. And I'm like, but you should, because it sounds really cool. Yeah. I think it's about, like, the things that intrigue you. Like, do you want to watch people, like, oh, yeah. manipulate each other? Or do you want to watch people beat each other up? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is, like, is there, you know, because I feel like there have been shows I've watched where I'm like, I'm enjoying this. But that one dude is so, like, manipulative and corrupt and awful to watch that I almost don't want to watch the show. Boston Rob. Boston Rob, man, you need. Boston have Rob. we told you about Boston Rob before, Alex? Oh, I know about Boston Rob. I watched that season. Yeah, like oh, when it aired. <laughs> yeah, cult leader, man. There's also that too, man. There, there's you, you watch to watch that person lose, and then when they don't lose, it's more frustrating. Yep. I think that's an aspect to it too. I know, like, there's like this like human aspect of like, oh, camaraderie and do your best. But some of it is also like, hey, man. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I feel like guy. that was. That was kind of like the mixed reaction. I mean, my impression is the mixed reaction at the end of season one of Survivor mm-hmm. was like, he played really good, but also yeah. we don't want to see him win. Like, we're impressed yeah. with what he did, but he sucks. Because yeah. there's also those, those are also human moments, right? Like, humans are fully capable of doing stuff like that. Like, when Johnny Bananas, they, the, one, of the, like, one of the biggest moments in challenge history is Johnny Bananas, who's won like seven of the challenges, his dude's like a career challenge player. All he does is mm-hmm. just play challenges and wins money. And he's fine. Um, 
uh, one of his like mid mid tier challenges. They made it up to the top of the mountain, and because he got up there first, he decided: does he take the entirety of the winnings, or does he split it with his partner, who Ooh. he had worked with through the whole challenge to to win? And he took all the oh, money yeah. <laughs> for himself. And it's like one of those moments, like you know, they set it up that way because they thought there's no way he would do this. But there's a part of them that were like, I don't know. Ah. He's yeah. human. Let's see if he does it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he was in the challenge uh USA finals this, this past this past time. So it you it, know, people are still watching him do do those things, yeah. you know. Which I still think like I, I think that that's also why I think survivors like the GOAT reality competition show only because um you get everything like one of the biggest survivor moments was where this woman convinced a guy to give her his individual immunity and then she voted him out immediately after that's so cold yeah but that like like adrian's like it's those moments where you're like do you do the right thing or do you like because he had won like three in a row and she was like this is literally the only time i can get him out like and I, I do have a question for both of you, like just, and this yeah. is off a of survivor and I don't know if there are like other ones that could really fit in here, but because the series has been going on, actually, Adrian, you might know this like challenge history because the series has been going on for so long, there's a really good understanding of what good gameplay looks like in survivor. Mm. And so you have people who are coming into survivor who have just always wanted to be in survivor. They've studied the people yeah. they've watched the previous shows. They've trained on previous challenges, um and that has like impacted how they play like do you these are the rich districts in the hunger games (laughs) yes exactly yes they're they're district one um like like how do you think that that cheapens the experience as the series goes on and like is it still like yeah i'm just curious because like i haven't really thought about that till we talked about this right here um but yeah because I know the challenge has also been going on for a really long time yeah. too. Yeah, I think um I think for me for for as far as like the challenge is concerned, I think that there are like these people who come back and do it every single year for, you know, almost 20 20 years now, West, Johnny Bananas, um I think are two of like the biggest ones that come back consistently and they kind of are like the career, you know, they're like the career players. Mm-hmm. But you know, they don't win all that often, especially these days. So I think you, that underdog story that's that's built in there, I think, helps a lot. Um, but I think the bigger twist mm-hmm. now is now that the challenge is bringing in people from Survivor, bringing in people from Big Brother, bringing in people from Amazing Race, having the challenge USA, having the challenge uh, Argentina, having yeah. the challenge Europe. They're bringing in so many different people that playing the game is almost like cultural at this point for for some of for some of the yeah. players of, for how broad it is so i think even 20 years later for for the challenge playing the game that how you used to play it like how the vets play it doesn't always work out and i think that's mm-hmm. a very indicative of the fact that survivor basically ran the show for the most part this past season because of the way that they played the game compared to how the game is usually played yeah i think it it really is just that you have to be able to temper your expectations and your viewership to know like what era of a show you're watching because there is like season one of survivor was like, we're going to drop what 20 something randos on an Island and see what happens. Yeah. And nobody knew what to expect, but now, yeah, you have people who are like, I've watched all 30 plus seasons, 40 and, plus, you know, or oh, 40 plus. Yeah. yeah and 44. it's like, okay. So like, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's that question of like, do you want to watch the amateurs or do you want to watch the pros? Yeah. It's nailed it versus, you know, Bake Off or whatever. Like, very different vibes. And I, I feel like, to me, it's interesting to watch a show go through that transformation where yeah. you're not bringing in amateurs anymore. There are people who like what you're doing so much that they're like, you know, like it, amateur pro because they're not yeah. actually getting paid for it. I think it's also into so like survive it, uh, Siren, survive the island, which I don't know if either of you have seen, but essentially that I've heard of so it. So it's a Korean reality TV show where they take women from different professions and like make them survive on an island and there's a timer and every time the game starts they have to catch a flag of somebody else and you have to defend your flag oh yeah that one it gets mean like when they start out it's fine and then when they learn the game it gets mean to the point they also the the horn goes at like random yeah times, it goes right? at random times it's like it's stunt actors police athletes um military okay. and firefighters and okay so how does it get mean though? oh no it gets mean because when you've had that horn blow multiple times and as the teams like whittle down some people the military women forget that they are in a game environment with rules on what they're not supposed to do and then they throw a <laughs> flashbang at people and hit them <laughs> Like it's incredible. Well, at, oh, this is it's this on is Netflix. Crazy. This is so it's on Netflix. Okay, and yeah. Because like oh, there yeah, is like yeah. they they put the professions against each other, so they all have something to prove, which makes them angry. Like it, it feeds into like that like us versus them thing really well. And then as things get worse, and honestly, because they're doing miniature like physical challenges throughout, like as the women mm -hmm. start to realize, oh, actually they are really strong too. So I can also be really strong. And that happens with the firefighters and the athletes. Like it ends up kind of unpacking, which I think to your point about like understanding the game and coming in with the, the knowledge of the game versus who you are outside without any knowledge of the game. Well, I, like I know we were talking about like over a season, like over a series of like multiple yeah, seasons but it can happen over a it season can happen over a season and like how how that switch flips once you like mm -hmm. realize what to do um, like once you can kind of see the code in the matrix and you know what to do yeah it's it's really good i think you should watch it it like it, it's a little slow where it's kind of like oh my god like they just gave these women like silly little challenges to show off their little girl muscles and then it gets real and it's like oh my god she just <laughs> threw that woman because uh, there's a judoka on the team and on the mm -hmm. athletes team and she <laughs> she's strong um yeah. so yeah i would i would watch that that's cool yeah i'll have to check that out um but yeah any like closing thoughts on this i feel like what we landed on is like we love competition we love displays of strength of skill like it's just great like watching people win getting caught up in it like I feel like, yeah, I feel like what we landed on is just competition is rad, and that's why we put it in everything. Yeah, yeah you know, as long as you detach yourself from the exploitative nature yes. of it, and I think. Yeah. Yes. And also, down, I'm going to say, all get there because I think because I because look, man, I I do something strange for some change. <laughs> yeah. You know, if someone was yeah. like, if Mr. Beast told me, "Hey, I'll give you five hundred thousand," we didn't even get to, to Mr. Beast. That's got to be a whole other sit episode. in a room. I'd be like, I, I could use five hundred thousand dollars, Mr. Beast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I might I might do something, you know. Like, but if somebody does that, they have to quit their job. It's like, yeah, and if I win, I make more than my salary. I can quit my job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have to work for several years. Like, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I 
part of me is sad that I, I will never be on a reality competition show because I, I, I would really want to be on one. I don't think I have any marketable skills to do that. Like, mm. um, I, yeah, I, I don't think I could, but I, I would like to try. Um, they're really fun. They're really good. I think it also gives yeah. people an outlet. And I think competition is entertainment is is old and it, it's happened for reasons um and mm -hmm. i think that reality tv just kind of capitalized on all of the lizard brain elements <laughs> that we have yes um and i think a good competition show kind of puts all of those things together like i don't like competition shows that make break things down on gender i think those are really dumb because you should be designing challenges where like mm -hmm you can navigate it multiple ways. And I think that that's what makes them really, really salient. Yeah. It's a bad challenge if there's only one way to go about it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, that's, I, this is not even sort of the same thing, but something that always bugged me with American Idol's format is that they're making people sing every genre yeah. and not every voice is suited for every genre. So seeing someone get voted out because they don't vibe with country at all, yeah. or they don't do these like old show tunes at all. And it's like, well, that sucks. And that's not like a true, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, well, get good is like the mentality, but that's not how voices work. Like that's not how singing works. This isn't uh, this isn't master chef, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. and I will say if you all have been listening to this and don't watch the brawn beat the brawn, you can watch the devil's plan on Netflix, which is literally just about being smart, manipulating people and understanding how to navigate game theory in the prisoner's dilemma. There's something yeah. for everyone. There is. There really is. <laughs> It really is. Like, if you tell me you don't like competition shows, who are you? Because, yeah, you know, like, there's competition uh, most, all the time. Yeah, most shows. Like, Price is Right is competitive. Like, it's, like, everything is competition. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, any other, any other closing thoughts? Are we good to good to get out of here? No, good to go. Good to go. All right, cool. So, yeah, that does it for this week. Um, And do you guys have any articles or media or anything that you want to plug and say that you really enjoyed or that you want people to check out? Uh, I got to interview Emerald Fennel, the writer and director of Saltburn. Uh, Saltburn is nice. really good. It's really weird. Uh, I really like it. And really horny, Really, right? really horny. Like, probably the horniest thing okay. I've seen all year, which is saying something. Um, yeah, I got to interview her. That is up on the site. I would love for people to watch and listen. Um, and then I think mm -hmm. uh, one of the cooler things I've gotten to do was I also got to interview the art director on Magic the Gathering for the Caves of Ixalan, which is a cool. set all inspired by Mesoamerican mythology. Um, nice. And it was that's probably like one of my highlights of the year because I, th I think what's been cool this year as a website, which you can go find all this at bywydo.net, mm -hmm. uh, was getting to pitch people and be like, hey, these are the things that we're really interested on. We think this cultural perspective would bring something new to the coverage that you're getting. And then having PR be like, yeah, that's dope. Um, and it's a really good interview. Uh, he talks about how uh, Latinos and Latin Americans in general are a people that live with history where like we, we were always looking to the past to inform what we're doing and how that really influences mm -hmm. how we connect to Mesoamerican mythology. Um, whether you're Mexican, Guatemalan, you know, it doesn't matter. Peruvian, mm -hmm. um, we all kind of look to the past for, for stuff. And I, I think it was, really, totally. it was a really cool, uh, really cool interview. So yeah, that's, I'm going to go check that out. I did. <laughs> Adrian, you got anything? 
Uh, nothing really big for me. Uh, Holloway's rolling around, so I don't know. I might pitch Kate a Star Wars holiday thing yes. somehow. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be like... fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, another you know, just dumb holiday list thing, which I think deserves more attention. Uh, I think last year I did the Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies. Yes. Uh, so that's, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Look out for yeah. that soon. Cool. Uh, for me, I'm just still chipping away at my hero. I'm on issue 250 something, so I'm getting there. I'm pretty far in, really enjoying it. And then I picked up last week Super Mario Wonder, um, which is basically it's Mario if every level had a gimmick. Um, but like, it's kind of fun. Like, I genuinely am having a good time with it. Um, it's like you don't know what to expect ever. It's completely chaotic. It's a great solo game. It's a great party game. Just, yeah, really recommend it. Oh, um, we didn't even talk about party game competitions. Oh yeah. Ooh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have time for that. That's yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys liked what you heard here and you want more, you're in luck because we are basically everywhere: uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, you can like, you can comment, you can subscribe, you can join our Discord. If you really like what's going on, you can kick us some money on Patreon. That keeps the site going, keeps the show going, helps us to do what we do and to make more stuff for you to enjoy. Um, you can find me on Twitter at most always Alex and Kate, where can people find you? You can find me at Oh My Myth Randier on everything. Yeah, I think that's right. And Adrian? Yeah, same. You can find me at SuperReese93, S U P E R R U I Z 93. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.